What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Extra Point Podcast presented by Bleacher Fan Sports. As always, your host, Tommy Buns, here with Sully and Jones after another exciting weekend, final weekend of college basketball for the year. Great final four games, great national championship game. I got to admit, I was a little too high on Texas Tech. Yesterday, me and Sully had a a pretty long exchange over uh, Virginia-Texas Tech. I was very confident in Tech to win that game. But they blew it. They lost. Can't can't win them all. What did you guys think of the game? I thought it was probably – it was the game of the tournament, honestly. It was right up there with Duke-UCF, um, Duke-Michigan State, and then obviously the um, final four games were both great too. But I think this was the game of the tournament. Overtime in a national championship, can't really compete with that. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly in conversation. Uh, the Tennessee-Purdue game was up there for me. Um, and the Virginia-Auburn game was up there, too. Um, so I I think, uh, I don't know, it was just, it was it was great to see uh, another great championship. Um, I guess Virginia won, but there's a lot of questionable stuff in, I feel like in all, in both in, uh, Final Four games and... Um, the championship there was there was some questionable calls made down the stretch whether you agree or not um one i do not think was questionable was the foul call on auburn um, absolute foul yeah I mean, oh I yeah know, that was that was that was 100 percent a foul you can't take him out underneath him yeah um i didn't i was right on it immediately did not want to hear shit from any auburn fans and guy made the free three throws which yeah. is very tough exactly um I don't. You don't see many people make three free throws in a row, even in the NBA. Yeah, um, and it's not like he's like some ninety-two percent shooter. Like he's, he's good. He's, he's. I think he's eighty-one, but 81, still eighty-one. Which is I Edwards, guess Carson Edwards had the same chance in the Tennessee game, and he only made two or three. Yeah, and he was a better free throw shooter. I think he was eighty-six percent. So, it it's really just poise in that moment. Yeah. Exactly. Um. I. I don't know. I just. I, the one glaring call for me that I feel like not a lot of people are talking about in the championship game was the uh, the foul on Moretti with like a minute or so to go that gave Virginia uh, the two free throws when uh, Kyle Guy... Oh, the over the back? Yeah, the, no, yeah. going around the pick. Kyle Guy tripped on his own player. And they called Moretti oh, for yeah, the, foul. the foul. Right. And Moretti didn't even... He wasn't in within a foot of him. No, no contact whatsoever, and I just thought that's like that was a it was a tie game, and then that gave them a lead. I just thought it was a or maybe they were up one. I think they were three did, point I lead. Were, I think they were down none. Whatever it was, it was a it to me that was the 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 pivotal turning point in like the momentum and the game right there. I thought that kind of really when you look, you didn't realize it at the time, but looking back at it, it's really that's when things really turned around for Virginia. Um, and that's when they really were able to seal it. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I think it was a great game. I, you know, at the end of the day, I think Virginia deserved it. Um, but they did play three of the craziest final three games ever. I saw today yeah. they they had 
all in the last 20 seconds of their last three games, they had less than a 12% chance to win. Oh, Virginia, yeah. Yeah. In the yeah, last yeah, 20 seconds. That's, that, that's what, that's what I was saying to Tom before, is that they, they're not impressive in the margin, but how they're winning is very impressive. I think it's a skill to win those close games. Uh, I, I 100% think it's a skill, and they learned how to do that through, you know, possibly embarrassment last year. I mean, I go back to the Gardner-Webb game when they were down 14 and we were shitting on them. But, I mean, I think that that really turned their whole season. Or I mean, they could have lost that game. They were down 14 with, what, four minutes to go in the first half? Similar position to last year, two sixteen seed again, and this time they overcame it, and I think that gave them a lot of confidence. And they ended up winning by fifteen, but it really showed them that they weren't the same team, and that they, you know, they had poison character in that in that moment. And after that, you know, they just kept winning those close games. They had the confidence. They never, you know, they never wavered. So I really think that first game mattered a lot, even though it was a sixteen seed for them. Um, and then other than that. What did you guys think about the overturn call on the um, Hunter knocking the ball out of? I think it was oh, that I was, it was yeah, that that was the right call. It touched it touched Moretti's was the right fingers call. last. I obviously wanted it to stick with the original call on the floor. <laughs> I heard a I heard an interesting I heard an interesting take today on that, and I don't even know if I necessarily agree with it because I'm usually a very literal guy in in these sense. But the it was the guy was basically saying. The right call isn't always, or the correct call isn't always the right call. Um, like in that situation, like it might apply there. It was yeah. he clearly hit it out. He, he clearly hit it. Clearly hit it, clearly out. Hit it out. Moretti could have grabbed it if he wanted to, but very obviously chose to let it go out of bounds because of that. And like, are we really gonna like, you know, in a in a possession that very well could decide a national championship game are we gonna give the ball back to the team because it grazed his his pinky fingernail like right because any other situation if that's if that's 10 minutes to go in the second half they're not replaying that they're just gonna go with the texas tech ball and And do you know how and people do you know how many times that happens in every single basketball game that's been played the last hundred years someone swats it out of their hand and the guys just let it go out of bounds because they know they're getting it right back and no one gives a fuck because they know they hit it out like i'm sure a a quarter to a fifth of those plays it grazed the guy's gym shorts or his fucking shoelace or his, his pinky nail like it it happens but we know whose fucking ball it is you know yeah, it, yeah, it's one of those things you don't. If if you have the ability to review it, you have to you have to reverse the call there. Yeah, as much as as much as you hate to, because exactly, then what, and that's where I what, come back to. Like, does that does that? But you're right. If that's street ball or in the first ten minutes, you know that's Texas Tech ball, and that's a that's definitely another huge momentum changer. But at the same time, you got to give Hunter credit for getting back in transition and slapping the ball away. Yeah, because I mean, yeah. like. Play. It, you know, he's he he also he's also a big guarding. Uh, he's also a forward, six ten forward. They're guarding, you know, a little guy, a guard, and he did make a good play on it. So, you know, yeah, and by the same token, as a as a defender in that situation, obviously you you're expecting it to go out of bounds, but like you're you're making the play on that ball with the hope that you hit it and it deflects off of them out of bounds. You're not making that play to hit it out of bounds yourself and just kind of like stop 
the player from you know stop the fast break like well at the minimum you are it, it, at the minimum yes but your your hope is that you can do that what he did but he didn't like he didn't really do that you know like that's that's it's it's text ball you know what i mean I like just, i just think i don't know i mean i just think when it's a fast break and and they have the clear advantage i think you're just trying to do whatever means necessary just to stop the fast break yeah I think maybe in a, at a half court set, I definitely would agree with you more. I, I think it's definitely you know, you know, if they're just going to throw it back in half court, it's like all right. When they do, when they do that in the NBA, it's like all right, no harm, no foul. Two seconds went off, but um, yeah, unfortunately, that was the right call. Um, it was weird for me watching it even because I had Virginia winning, and I got second in our bracket because of it. Second straight year I won the picked the national champion right. Second straight year I haven't won our bracket, but. props to Virginia because like Dave brought up I mean they had really no chance to win the last three games and they did they were down three with five seconds to go against Purdue won in overtime down four with 17 to go against Auburn won that game and then down three with 12 seconds to go last night and they bury a freaking clutch corner three to send it to overtime I mean what a smart play by Jerome there, though. Like what I'm thinking, it, oh my god! I'm thinking I love him. I don't know if he'll be able to play in the NBA. He's got another year. I don't know if he 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 can rebound. He can pass, but I'm thinking like, all right, he's gonna take the quick two. They'll have like 12, 13 seconds left. You know, hopefully they miss one free throw, down two, and then they could tie it. But he just drew that defender, the weak side defender. I don't know why he helped. And then Hunter was just Hunter was money. I warned you about Hunter. You, <laughs> you did. You did warn me about He's, Hunter. He was been so subpar the whole tournament. Really, he really hasn't been impressive. And now you you saw the glimpses of why he could be a top five pick. He just took over. He just in that second half. I think he had twenty one in the second half in overtime. He was just pulling up twenty feet out, taking it in the post, driving because he had a very subpar first half, like most of the tournament. And then he played good defense on Culver. Culver looked awful. Yeah, he really yeah. shut down Culver. I think that's going to help him just as much draft stock yeah. wise as because they were both on similar. I think they were both similar. They were both around eight to ten. Yeah, Cul- Culver to- was top five going into that game. He was top five on on both Tankathon and NBA Draft dot net. I know he was more around seven eight later, but yeah, so that definitely reversed their stocks. Yeah, he yeah. Went- I mean, I would 
Hunter, you got to think of in that five, six, seven range now. Yeah, it's obviously the three, and then you know the big guy from Gonzaga. I don't even know how to pronounce his name. Hugh Maru, the big guy. Huchimaru. Huchimaru. Yeah, and then and then it's probably he's very talented as well. He's big. Um, yeah. And then he's projecting the mid late teens. No, Hugh Maru. Yeah. From on what? Uh, he I'm has. Pretty sure he's he fourth. has been most of the year. I'm pretty sure. No. Maybe I think I'm thinking. I'm talking about the Gonzaga center. Yeah. Damn, he is projected fourth on NBA Draft.net now. Yeah, I've been I've been following that. I mean, I know. Honestly, I think the last couple of weeks he's been there. I remember, I remember because I didn't really know who he was at one point. Gonzaga's got a lot of guys that are going to get drafted. Yeah, goddamn. I didn't. Yeah, he yeah. was he was in the teens for most of the year. But now he's the lottery. Kobe White has skyrocketed up draft boards. He was literally not on draft boards when the season started, and now he's going to go top six or seven. Is he's been very is, good. I also didn't realize how tall he second? is. Yeah, yeah. But Kobe White's six five. Oh, I he's a guard. I, yeah, he's starting point guard for North Carolina. Yeah, right. Oh right now, yes, yeah, yeah. Right yeah. now the Hawks have the right now the Hawks have the fifth and the sixth pick because of the um, the Doncic trade right now, so they could. I mean, they could move up. Obviously, that's not that's not accurate. They have seventh now. Um, oh, they have seven. But and well, technically, uh, those are the positions they hold, and it'll change from the uh, lottery. Yeah, yeah, those More are the the chances they hold. I guess you could. Or yeah, no, eighth actually. Dallas is in eighth. They tied with Memphis, but they lose the Memphis holds the tiebreaker. What do you? I'm on NBA draft, and it says fifth and sixth. I'm uh yeah it's updated all uh, April fourth. Oh yeah, it's updated on the fourth. Yeah, uh, I'm uh, Tankathon is to the minute in terms of that. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, but yeah, they're the only are make up very well on that trade. They're only uh, six. They're only half a game out of ninth. So, conceivably, yeah, that could go as that pick could go as low as thirteen or twelve, twelve or thirteen. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's like as high as yeah, it's impossible because that would mean that four teams behind them would have to jump ahead in the lottery, which just isn't happening when there's only five teams below you. Um, yeah, but I mean, everyone besides Phoenix and Cleveland are battling for the number two spot, the second best odds. Um, and yeah, well, you know, the top three have the same shot at number one overall pick, but the advantage in being Number one, ha, ha, you can't go out of the four, out of fourth, right? Yeah, you can't fall back as far. So like, it's actually the Nick. It's one more because they now do the lottery for the top four picks instead of just the top three. So, um, now you can fall. The one pick can fall back as low as five, as opposed to only last in previous years being able to fall back as low as five. But the number three pick could fall back as low as eight, or no, so, seven. Sorry, seven. Wow. So imagine that. Like, you're going from three to seven in this draft. That's. That sucks. That's potential star <laughs> to probably a role player. Yeah. If that. Um, yeah, no, but that's um, that's it for now for college basketball. Pretty much still a draft. We won't really talk about college basketball much because there's nothing left to talk about. So. Well, the only, well there is. Mullins uh, resigned from St. John's. Is that official? Yeah. Why? Uh, what? Why? He, brother, he said right? it was an emotional decision. 
he said it was an emotional decision, assuming because of his brother's death. So, um, and then and then the other news. I mean, that's obviously a big blow for St. John's. He turned it around, and then the other news is uh, Mick Cronin from Cincinnati going to UCLA on a six-year, uh, I think it's twenty-six-year, twenty-four million-dollar deal. So you can't he, he had a lot of success with Cincinnati, just not much tournament success. But he could bring UCLA back to what they I were. I think he'll turn the program around. He did very well with Cincinnati. He made and a tournament now, seven or eight years with them. And now that he's got the recruiting power that UCLA has, like give me that. He's probably psyched about that, having to be able to sell LA, be able to sell that history. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now he's he's going for Cincinnati's, like, not a mid major, but kind of. They're not. I mean, you could make the argument UCLA is the greatest college program ever. Yeah, I was about to say. I mean, and they've been great recently. Like, yeah, not great, but they've been relevant. They like, were what? They went to the Elite Eight with Lonzo. Or the- Sweet Sixteen. They lost to Kentucky, but they were a two seed, I think. Yeah. When they had yeah. Lonzo. TJ Leaf, Alfred. They, they have talent, talent now. Like Jalen Hands, they got they got people. You know, yeah, they're, they're not void of talent. And part of it is too the Pac-12 is so devoid of talent as a whole. Though they they're not getting respect for. No teams really getting respect for winning. Yeah, I mean, dude, look out for Oregon. If they land Cole Anthony, they're gonna have another top three recruiting class. They is will Bull be, leaving? Yeah, he's already gone. Um, but they had, I believe they had the second best recruiting class last year behind Duke. And this year they've already got a top 10 guy in-house or a top 20 guy in-house. And Cole Anthony, the number two of our recruit, is he's Oregon's one of their the final four on his list. Um, granted, one of the other ones is UNC to replace Kobe White. But... <laughs> Um, you know, that, this kid's no joke. He can turn. He can turn. I need a program the Pac-12 around. to be better. I need more, more uh, Bill Walton. That's true. Yes, we do need more Bill Walton. Need more Bill but Walton on shrooms. That's going to bring us to the next segment. Defend the wall. We're going to talk about a Walton in this one. Um, who wants to go first? We got four this week. Ooh. Mm, so I can go first. I went first last week. I feel like. I feel like I always go first, but all right. Um, there's two each? Yeah. All right, I'll go B. B. Sully, Giannis is the NBA MVP. All right, I could do this. Um, it, it's it's really very, very close, no matter which way you take it. Um, Giannis or Harden, they're, it's pretty much a coin flip. Um you can make the case for either, but for Giannis, I mean, he's by far the better defender. And if we're MVPs being not just offensive, we're offense, defense, all around. He's in a different league than pretty much everyone, let alone James Harden, who's an average defender. Um, although James Harden has more win shares per um, per game, he plays more minutes. Giannis has the most win shares per minute in the entire NBA. He's putting up 13 rebounds. Um, 20, what, 28 points shooting 58% from the floor. Shaq said it himself. He, he gave him the title Superman. He's doing things Shaq didn't do. He, he can handle the ball. He can pass. He's six, seven assists a game as a, a six eleven guy. I mean, we're, we're really not seeing anyone ever do this before at his size. Not really. I mean, not magic on the boards as well as him or not pulling down 13 boards a game. I mean, he's, he's catapulted them from, 
you know, a fringe playoff team to the one seed in in the you know in, in the, the Eastern league? Conference. They have the best record in the NBA, better than the Warriors. I mean, he's the best player on the best team in the NBA, and he's the best player in the NBA, point blank. I like it. I like it. I'm pulling for him. I don't want Harden to win another one. Um, Dave, you got A, C, or D? Uh, A. A. Ooh, you'll like this one. Dave, Tiger Woods' major championship drought will end this week. Ooh, this is a good one. All right. Um, we, we've we seen a new Tiger since the end of uh, 2018, The you know, when he won the, the tour championship uh, and got his first win after the comeback. Uh, it's kind of... You know, the, the Tiger isn't being good jokes are, are over. Um, he's legitimately back. Um, there haven't been any physical issues um, besides one minor neck strain, which was unrelated. He missed one tournament and came back, and it was fine. Um, and it's just, to me, it's in this stage in his career, it's a lot about comfortability, and there's, no, there's probably no course, at least no major course, uh, that he's more comfortable at than Augusta. Um I mean, the guy dominated the course so much they had to change the layout just to try and make it more difficult for him. Um, and you're talking about the most prestigious course on earth. Uh, so I think uh, while this week this field is going to be star-studded as it always is, there's um, and there's a lot of top guys playing really well coming in. Um, it's just we're finally here with Tiger. Um, he's He was in contention. He was second in the British Open last year. Um, he was in contention in three out of four majors uh, going into the to the final day, um, and you know I think he's really kind of got a full year under his belt, and he's he's been preparing for Augusta uh, since he got that win last year. Um, and people don't remember he finished second in the FedEx Cup standings. Essentially, he was the second best golfer on tour last season, and people don't for you know he did because he only had one win. He didn't have he made top five finishes left and right. Um, the guy, the guy's back. Um, I don't think we're ever going to see that dominant Tiger again, but it still remains. He's the only player on tour where, at his best, he cannot be beat. We just don't see his best as often as we used to. So, if he can come out and give us something close to his best, he'll be all right. Yeah, I saw um, today that some uh, better. Put eighty five thousand on him to win to cash one point one nine million. Yeah, that's uh. I I I think that's if you've got the money, I think that's some pretty smart money right there. I'm with you. I think he's gonna he's at least gonna be in contention this week. I don't see yeah, him don't not being talked about at five p.m. on Sunday. I like the the Tiger top five bet. It's like I think you're still getting like plus five or six hundred or four or five six hundred something like that. Um, and I like that. Wait, is that on my bookie? I have to double check. I saw it on FanDuel Sportsbook earlier, but I have to double check on my uh, bookie. Well, if it's not on my bookie, there's still a ton of good shit on my bookie. There and is. that's why you guys should sign up using the code that is in the link to the episode always. And on the website, you should sign up using that. Get a hundred percent bonus. Do it. Make some money. It's always a good time. No better time than Masters Week 2. And if there's a line for Tiger to finish in the top five and they're giving you plus 500, come on. You're not going to take five to one on him to finish top five? Yeah. Like I don't think he'll win. I think he'll finish top five. Well, we shall see. We, sh- we, 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 we shall see. So that's my famous line now. But you get to pick C or D, so 
Uh, C. C. Sully, Luke Walton is 100% out as the Lakers coach. Oh, this is, I mean, this isn't even debatable. I mean, I re- I just got an update before that he hasn't talked to Magic Johnson and they haven't talked in weeks. I mean, imagine that. I mean, like, they're supposed to be talking every day. I mean, the whole Lakers organization is a muck right now. I mean, Wad reported it a week or so ago. They're all, there's dysfunction throughout it from top down, Jenny Buss to uh, Palenka to Magic to Walton. Walton hasn't communicated basically with his you know, boss and one of his bosses in weeks. They're losing games left and right. Now they're winning some games, and it's and it's hurting their draft stock. LeBron doesn't respect Walton. And you know Magic's boy is LeBron. He's going with LeBron 10 times out of 10. Whether whether LeBron shinks the ship or not, he, the, the, the ship is going with LeBron. He's going to decide this next coach. It's probably going to be either Tyron Lue or Jawan Howard, um, ex-member of the... Uh, Fab Five and assistant coach of the Miami Heat when he was there, and they got along really well. Hope, I'm hoping it's him, but Luke Walton is so done. I think he got a little bit of a bad rap. Um, it's not all his fault, but at the same time, um, it, he just it, there's no way this can work with him. He needs to he needs to be gone. And I like Luke Walton. I think he'll get another coaching job, and I think he's a good coach, but it's not going to work out for him here. You are the weakest link. Goodbye. It's easy enough. Figured you'd have yeah, a pretty easy time with that one. So I just looked it up. It's plus Tigers plus three hundred on my bookie to finish top five. Still three to one. That's that's great odds. Yeah, worth a fifty dollar wager. Um, Dave, this leaves you with the last one. All right, Cody Bellinger. He is starting to actually pull away this early with the MVP race. Oof. All right. Um. Bell, I mean, it, it, the guy's just hitting bombs left and right. He started off with two on opening day, I believe, right? Um, and the Dodgers look great. I mean, a team that we were kind of expecting to take a big town downturn this year um, with all the guys they shipped out, um, really only adding Pollock, right, um, in the offseason and, and, you know, minor pieces. But, I mean, watching, you know, Kemp and Puig and all those guys – uh, head to Cincinnati. It was, you know, you thought that first they were making a play for Harper, but um, Bellinger's really kind of put this team on his back um, after a down 2018. Um, people had questions about what he would be in the future, and uh, I think he's really kind of put his foot down and you know reminded everyone that he was that player that he was in 2017 for that that last bit of the season. Um, and you know, if he can continue this, I think he'll probably only have one contender in, in Yelich, who's having a, a pretty good start to the year himself. Um, but if, if Bellinger keeps up anywhere close to this pace, it's going to be, it's going to be difficult to argue against that. Yeah. I mean, he, he's batting 435 right now through his first seven home runs, seven home runs. Uh, he's already got 20 hits, 19 RBIs, a stolen base. He's got a, a 1468 OPS. He's, his slugging is like a 978 right now. His on-base percentage isn't even that good, but he's got a 978 slugging mm-hmm. percentage. Yeah, like, the whole offense is just <laughs> hitting scary. Bomb, bomb. I don't I don't know if anyone still buys them in the postseason. I was well, that's what that's what I was going to say. I was like we've seen this so many years where they are fantastic top three regular season team in the MLB. That's, I mean, and if you're not going to buy them the last two years in the postseason, how can you ever buy them again? 
Well, like, the yeah. thing is, they weren't they weren't total flops. They made it to the World Series twice, and then two years ago they were one game shy of. So it's hard to say that season was a failure. Um, two years ago, when they lost, they were in the last game against the Astros, and that was one of the best World Series ever. But also, um, when you challenge, you know, when you're challenging the greatest regular season record of all time, and then you know, and then you make that team even more talented the year after, and yeah. you, and you don't, and you don't come away with a World Series. It's you know, it's yeah. to, obviously they also it's, don't. You know, they don't have Kershaw right now. They're going to get him back. He's a lesser form of himself. But I don't really. I don't as much buy the Dodgers and Yankees in the playoffs because they mainly rely on the long ball, and I think they really need to adapt more to, um, you know, timely hitting and, and hitting for contact better. I mean, you got you got Muncie, you got Bellinger, uh, Jock Peterson. These guys are all or nothing hitters pretty much for the most part, most of their careers. Yankees are, are similar, so they can get hot, but in the pitching, in the postseason, the pitching is a lot better, less mistakes. Um, less home runs for the most part when you're going against the top aces. So it's a little bit why I don't buy them as those two teams as going to win the World Series or a very good chance. I think that's Although something that, that that is like kind of a silver lining with all these Yankees injuries is it's kind of forcing them to learn how to do that more. Um, you know, with those, you know, guys like Clint Frazier, although he's been rocketing them. Uh, yeah, LeMayhew. Um, those guys are getting minutes and those are, are innings and those are just like, that's what those guys do, you know. Obviously, when you were that's what, that's what, I mean, that's Frazier's. I mean, Frazier's going to need to be a huge part, and yeah. then Hicks when they get back, like those guys, because I mean, some of these guys you just know aren't going to turn into that. I mean, like um, Sanchez is just not that guy. Yeah, Void. I don't really think can he can hit for he he can hit before, but I think we're seeing Void is more of a power hitter. Yeah, we all knew Voight was going to come back to reality. Um, yeah, he wasn't going to hit 350 and hit 50 home runs. Greg Bird has shown a little flashes this year. I mean, I, I don't hate what I see from him if he if he can stay healthy. Um, you know, it's and Duhar uh, that that one hurts because um, he's most likely going to be out for the year. You know, he's out shut down six more weeks for the yeah. Eagles. That one also hurts. Um, hey, Voight just hit a home run in the uh, first inning. I'm just checking true. my fantasy right here. Yeah, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think it's it's one of those we didn't make enough of a play at pitching this off season. Um, and I, you know, this is kind of what we were worried about. It, we've seen these Yankee teams before. They have these guys that you know they look great in spring training and who are kind of have injury concerns or kind of older. And then you know you get one injury to a main guy, and then those injuries come. And you know the Tulo injury too, and Sabathia's hurt, and it's just like all of a sudden we're down fucking five starters and two starting pitchers, and we're ten games into the season. And it's, you know, it's it's times like this, you're like, oh, yeah, that Manny Machado guy would have been nice to have right now, or that, you know, that or Corey Kluber. Klu- Kluber guy that we could have traded for six months ago. Like, it's just, I don't know, it's just we always, I feel like we always oversell our hope on, on guys like that, on being able to turn around guys or being able to hope that they won't get injured with us, and it just doesn't work out. And it just and we're sit here, you know, with our thumb up our asses because we don't we don't have a, a plan B other than you know call up the next best guy in AAA. Yeah, and it's like how how many more times are you guys gonna? Yeah, and how many more times are you gonna hit the lot out at Andrew Har? Yeah, yeah. 
you know, there's only so many prospects that can that are one ready for the majors and two can compete consistently at a major league level. And I think the Yankees are pretty close to tapped out on those type of players. Yeah, once you guys are at full strength, though, I think it'll be you'll be a dangerous team. I mean, you're already you're already coming for first place in the division now. You guys have figured it out. I think you've been winning games. That series with the Orioles definitely helped. Yeah. But I mean, they're returning to form, and you guys are returning to form. But a team that can't return to form are the fucking Red Sox. They lost again today, seven to five against the Blue Jays. God, you hate ring to see ceremony that. and everything. Sale goes out there, lays another egg. Dude can't pitch over ninety three for some reason. Well, at least um, you guys locked him down for a long time. Yeah, for for yeah, for at least we yeah uh, we locked him down for five years, and then like a week later, he decided to not know how to pitch anymore. I I saw a stat today watching the game that. Uh, t- today he threw for the first time a fastball that resulted in a swinging sh- strike. Yeah, yeah. For, so yeah. that's really the type of stuff you look for in in your ace power pitcher. Ace, yeah, I know exactly. Yeah, you really you're, you're hoping for a, you know 94 mile an hour sliders and you can't even get a 94 mile an hour fastball. Yeah. So. What what happened? Like, why is he fucking throwing 90? <laughs> what is what's I'll the deal? Tell you- the his something's up with his mechanics. His delivery, he comes out so wide with that left arm, and it's like it, it's not even close to where it was. I saw a side by side of him pitching last year and him pitching this year, and his arm is like a whole six inches for, closer to his body when he releases the ball. I don't know what the deal is. He's losing like a lot. I think on- he's also he's also he has a lot of mileage on him. He always used to fade towards the end of the year. That's why the Red Sox wanted to you know, rest him kind of last couple of years. And, you know, he, he does have a lot of mileage on him for someone his age. Uh, I think him and Kershaw are going through similar things. They're losing velocity due to maybe it's mechanics, but injuries, uh, fatigue, you know, just years of wear and tear. I don't think we're ever going to see the same pitchers we did. I'm almost pretty sure of it that we won't see the, you know. I mean, Chris Hill had a 2.1 ERA last year. You can't really look at the ERAs as so early this year, but... I mean, I don't think we're ever going to see that again. Yeah. Whether he regresses to in the threes or whether he's even way worse, like he's been so far. I don't. It's same with Kershaw. I don't think they're going to be. Uh, the, the Kershaw contract's a little more friendly, but I think this Red Sox sale contract it, it could be absolute disaster. Like, like not yeah. as bad, but up there. I think it could be really bad. Yeah, I mean, what's what? It, it is bad. I, I hated the contract from the second it was announced. But um, Chris Davis, what's he now? Oh, for forty-seven in his in his last. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think it's more now because I don't think he got a hit today either. <laughs> well, that's well, so bad. Well, their game's on right now. I hope it goes to like two hundred. I hope he just goes oh for two hundred. That would be even if he got even if he hit every one of the next two hundred at bats, he got a hit. He, I mean, he bat five hundred, I guess, but. <laughs> Never know. mind. That was a dumb argument. That was a dumb I was, argument. I was waiting where you were gonna go with this. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what. what oh wow, he's not in the lineup today. Yeah. Oh yeah, like, to hey. see it. <laughs> you're like, hey. you no. Know, he, he one of his. I I feel a little bit. I can't feel bad because he's making so much money. But I saw one of his one of his the balls. I mean, I've never really seen him not strike out. But one of the replays, I saw him hit an absolute missile to left, and it was like a line drive to the warning track. And I was like, okay, this guy is just never going to get a hit then. It was oppo, just missile, left field, and, like, the guy's just standing there. Yeah, I mean, he's, like, collecting, like, $26 million or some shit, though. I mean, 
So if you were him, if you were him, and can you bunt for a hit, or is that not allowed? Dude, I, don't I am doing. Allowed. I'm doing whatever the fuck I can do to get on base. I'm with you. I I don't. I will fucking I will kick the ball with my foot if I if they let me and that gets me on base. <laughs> if you're that bad, I I'll, mean I'm I'll sure hold he, the bat sure in between my legs and just pray that the pitcher hits it. <laughs> I'm sure he can't. I'm sure he can't bunt, but maybe he should learn. Maybe just because. close his eyes and fucking swing as hard swing, as you can. Yeah. Hope I it works he'll out. run into. I figure he's gonna run into one one of these days, but I mean, he's not. He's playing for Baltimore, so he's not playing for the Angels. So there's clearly not no one in the outfield helping him out. Now, if if he retires, what happens to his money? Does doesn't he? Isn't it ga- all guaranteed? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's all it, guaranteed. It is. So like, why don't players do that way more often then? Is like, like what I'm saying is like they could just like they don't have any more they just retire rather than play if they're so bad. There's got to be a clause. Um, like I, I I would assume he doesn't get every cent of it. No, yeah. Um, but maybe he does, and that's like part of the thing that's in, covered by insurance. Yeah, there's probably there's probably some sort of insurance on it. Because every contract is insured. Like yeah, teams, just different. Yeah, every contract is insured in some way. Yeah. So that yeah. Yeah, um, I don't know anything else baseball. I feel like it's still so early. Like we're just oh, the Grom's getting yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. The, I mean, we didn't talk about the oh, Mets. the Mets. That's what we want. I knew there was something else. The Mets. Yeah, Sully, you guys are still looking good, man. We're six and three. Um, First place sh- in the division, right? No, we're a game. Oh, back Phillies. That's right. The, the Phillies. Phillies are seven and three. Um, yeah, yeah. Phillies look unstoppable, but I mean. Yeah, Hoskins looks awesome. Alonzo's been raking for us. Conforto. I mean, we were we we lost our last game to the Nationals and Max Scherzer. We were down twelve one and we lost twelve nine. I mean, you know, there's no moral victories, but still, that's kind of impressive against like cutting eleven run deficit to three. I mean, the Mets would have never done that before. Like this offense can hit. Cano hasn't even been going. We got Dom Smith hitting the ball. We got McNeil hitting the ball. Ramos is batting 400. I mean, I think I think the offense is good to go. And then we have our pitching staff. Bullpen's been a little shaky, but I have faith in Diaz and Familia and uh, Lugo. I think we'll be in the playoffs. I do. I think the Phillies are going to win the division probably, though. But Yeah, they, they, they do look really good. I think you guys, though, if, yeah, if you guys can stay healthy, which is, I feel like, the, the method every year that gets you guys is everyone just dies halfway through the season, but if you guys can stay healthy, definitely a playoff team. Um, Yeah, but this week, also exciting because like we mentioned before, we got the Masters. What do you guys think? Who are you thinking this year? I know, Dave, I made you defend Tiger, but there's definitely some people with some better odds than Tiger to win this. He does have the fourth best odds, though. And you are muted. I uh, <laughs> I think uh, I think Rory's the favorite for a very good yeah. reason. Um, he's quietly having arguably the best year of his career. Uh, I think he's second or third in FedEx Cup points. He's got a win already. He's got I think seven top ten finishes. Um, so Rory's really, you know, he, he's had a couple collapses at Augusta that are very memorable. Um, and it's all been one round's result, um, and in one case, just a back nine. 
So if he can, and it, it's the only one he doesn't own. It's the only uh, major he doesn't have. Um, so he'll complete the career Grand Slam if he ever gets a, a green jacket. Um, but I think it, it really could be Rory's year. Um, you know, he's playing better than arguably anyone coming in. Um, and, you know, you got guys like Spieth is not playing great. He, Spieth hasn't played great in a year and a half. Um, it's really should be something that's starting to trouble people um, because he hasn't he hasn't done anything since 2016. Um, Justin Thomas isn't playing that great coming in. He had a good start to the year, um, but recently he hasn't been playing well. Ricky Ricky's the best, probably the best golfer in PJ Tour history to not have a major. Um, and he what are Ricky's odds? He is fourteen to one. Yes. Um, let me see. Master. Oh no, he's actually sixteen, sixteen to one. Why can't I find just like odds to win? Yeah, <laughs> I got him pulled up. The um, I I um, I think you're right there, Dave, with the Ricky fact, and obviously Rory. This is the only one he doesn't have, and he's playing amazing golf right now. But I. Someone I like for some value if you're if you're putting some money on this is Reed at fifty to one. I mean I that guy. I hate him, but he did win last year. He's been playing he's been in the top ten in most tournaments. He's he's playing good golf. He won it last year. He could do it again. Fifty to one, I mean, again, that's something that's worth throwing a little what's bit Bro- of money. What's on. Kapka? What's Brooks Kapka at? Uh another one I liked. I think he's thirty six. He's the one with the big arms. Give me him. 23, no, 23, 23. I'm not, yeah, I'm not, I don't, I don't like Kepka this year. You don't like him? I don't like Kepka this year. Um, what about DeChambeau? I'll give you my, I wrote about four dark horses you should, you should look out for. Um, one is uh, Hideki Matsuyama. He's always consistent. Um, he's proven that this year. He has three top 10 finishes in 2019. He ranks 16th on the tour in scoring average and driving distance, which bodes well for uh, Augusta, um, especially on their par five holes. Um, probably the dark horse I like the most that a lot of people aren't talking about and haven't all year is Matt Kuchar. He's plus 4,500, yeah. uh, plus 4,200, sorry. And he's another guy putting together the best golf season of his career heading into the Masters. He's number one in the FedEx Cup rankings. He's already has two wins this year and five top five or top ten finishes. Last week he finished tied for seventh at the Valero Texas Open. He ranks first on tour in greens and regulation, sixth in driving accuracy, and both of those are absolutely paramount to success at Augusta with their fast greens and their fucking terribly dense woods. Um, two other guys I I don't like these as much, but two other guys to watch. Uh, similar pricing is is Phil. Um, you know, he's got three green jackets already. He knows this course. It's all about Phil just kind of putting it together, um, for putting four good rounds together back to back to back to back. Um, he's already got a win this year, the Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Uh, he's 26th in driving distance and ninth in birdie average. Um, if he can keep his driver in play and avoid those dreaded Phil three putts that he loves to do, um, <laughs> he can, he, he'll be in contention on Sunday. Um, and the last guy is uh sergio sergio's a real long shot um, yeah. he uh he, he won this two years ago 
Um, it's his first major, but he's quietly, again, had a great season thus far. He's three top 10 finishes and one top five finish. He ranks fifth on tour in scoring average right now. Um, and if he can, you know, keep his driver in the fairway, uh, which he has struggled, this is one struggling point this year. He's 143rd in driving accuracy. Um, but if he can, if he can kind of do that, the good thing about Augusta is the, the par fives are shorter. So they allow you to, to maybe for the longer hitters hit a hit a three wood or a two or three iron off the tee, and then um, have another you know a slightly longer shot going in, but you're going to be in the fairway. Um, so those are those are guys to watch out for that I I talked about. Another guy I really like is Paul Casey. Um, he won the Valspar three weeks ago. I think he was a top five finisher at the uh, at the following tournament. Uh, the match play tournament, WGC Dell Technologies match play. Um, those are those are two guys I like outside of that as well. Um, I, I, I some people I've heard liking DeChambeau. I'm just I'm not feeling. He's been so uh, up and down this year. I mean, he'll he'll place third, miss the cut. Place seventh, miss the cut. You know, it's just he's been hard to rely on this year from a betting perspective. Um, a lot of people like Rom too, because uh, he won placed fourth last year, um, and he's having a, a decent season. But I would say he's underperforming uh, coming into this on the whole this season. Um, so you know, Jason Day's had back troubles. Um, he's he's been inconsistent at times. Uh, same with Fleetwood. He's he's shown flashes, but when he's on his game, he's he's tough to beat. Um, so there's really a lot of people that. Um, you, you can really consider and uh, even Finau at plus 4,000. Um, he had a rough start to the year. He missed the cut at the Waste Management Open, but since then has made every cut, I think, placed in the top 20 in four out of five events. Um, so he's playing well. Same with uh, Leishman. Leishman is the 18th-ranked golfer in the world, and he's going off at 50-1. to one. Um, those are those are great odds. These are you know maybe guys you don't want to pick to win, but you, you take them to place top five, top 10, and you could still get – you know, half those odds and, and be in a really good spot to clean up in a few places. Um, like I said, I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of speed this year. He hasn't done a lot in a long time. Um, same with Molinari, uh, Justin Rose. He's, he's a toss up for me. Um, and, uh, Justin Thomas, I mean, he's, he's struggling with his putter. If he doesn't, if he gets a hot putter, then you got to look out for him. But if he, if he's not, if he doesn't have a hot putter, um, I'm not too worried about him. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of my thoughts on the people to win or not nice. to win. Nice. Who, Sully, who do you think is going to win? I mean, I'm just I'm just shook right now, honestly, with DeGrom giving up five runs in the <laughs> last ten minutes. I mean, I, I'm not really mentally okay right now. Um, but it's the first time it's happened in like two in seasons. Like, in like a year, in like years. But um, I, I'm not the golf expert. Clearly, Jones is. Um, no, nah, just uh, just. I'm going to go with Fowler. Fowler is my favorite golfer. He's a he's a very good golfer. Like 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 Jones said, he's probably the best to ever win one. Eventually, he's going to get one. Who knows when it'll be? Maybe it'll be this year, next year. Who freaking knows? But I'm going to go with my favorite golfer. Second place last year. Yeah. Yeah. He, oh yeah. He he did. That was. Um, and then that that shit had Reed won it, and what did he what did he lose by two or three strokes? Yeah, two. Yeah. So I mean, um, I, yeah, I, I'm gonna be placing my bets on on Rory, Tiger, uh, Ricky, 
probably uh, uh, Kucher and uh, maybe uh, either either Finau or Casey. Those will probably be the five. I was. I was go with. this? Was this the? Was it the Masters when Finau uh, played with the like destroyed? Yeah. Leg? Yeah, yes. he, he heard it one oh, year ago he got, tomorrow. He got the hole in one. He got the hole in one. That's right. And then one, he, he got the hole in one on the practice on the practice. Yeah, in the par three contest one year ago tomorrow. Yeah, and because uh, he really wasn't a big name before then. No, and he, he was uh, like a no. Well, he was kind of young. I mean, he still is kind of young, but he he's really burst onto the scene of late. It's also he he got the Nike sponsorship, so they they started putting him in a lot of like, um, in a lot of like media and commercials and stuff. So. He he's gotten notoriety that way. Plus, they gave him a signature shoe. He's the first golfer to have a signature shoe outside of Tiger. Because they busted his ankle. Cause, yeah, because he busted his ankle in in Nike shoes. So, oh, so they gave like, hey, him. A, we got you. They just released it. It's a high top golf shoe. Oh, that's pretty sick. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, yeah. I um, I think I want Tiger to win. I want to see him. Even if I think if he wins another major, it'll be the only major. I don't think it'll start off him being dominant again i think he's got like one more in the tank and i i would love it for be for it to be this one um but i also in um kind of contrarian to dave here i think this is a good chance for speeds to get back in the right direction for him to break out and have a good tournament i know he's played some shit golf the last year and a half like all last season he just did not look anywhere close to like he did in 16 and 17 and I uh, I think this is going to be a point for him to maybe get back in the mix if he can if he can put something good together this tournament I think it would turn things around for him. Yeah, I mean he fucking he sure as hell needs it. If there's any golfer on tour that's due, it's it's Jordan Spieth. Spieth, the way he came on and what was he? He was twenty when he won the yeah. three. Yeah, yeah, that so was he went to Texas I knew for only too one much year. Hype about him. I mean, I mean, granted, he's still great. I mean, he's, he's still, still out. He no, won know, more majors than most like, people. He just, he, I mean, he couldn't live up to the hype, like, recently. I mean, he could get back to it. What is he, 24? Yeah. I mean, he's no Tiger. It's I mean, Rory's like, kind of the same way. Rory hasn't won a major in three years. No, yeah, Rory, yeah, Rory what does he have, three or four? He's got four. But they all happen so quickly. Three, no, he's like, got three. He's, People kept trying to look for a tiger replacement, and there's no tiger replacement. Yeah, that's really what it is. Like, I mean, they did that with Spieth, they did it with McElroy, they did it with top to bottom. This is the most talent there's ever been in golf, but the top five or six aren't as talented as it's ever been. Like, there aren't that like there, yeah, there's, there's more guys that can win. There's twenty, thirty guys. Yeah, exactly. There's twenty, thirty yeah. guys that can win and win consistently, but there's not like five or six guys winning every week. Tiger used to go out and be minus one eighty against the field. Like what? In a fucking hundred and fifty person field, he's minus one eighty versus the field. Are you kidding me? And he would cover all the time. Yeah, it was unbelievable. That is true. He, it was actually he, a good bet. Like, oh, oh, Tiger's only yeah, minus one fifty this week. Fucking hammer it. Yeah, you were only yeah, it was like you, you were gonna lose money any other bet you made. Yeah. You were better off taking those odds. Uh yeah, but the um yeah, Masters will be great. Can't wait. And right after the Masters end, we'll have like an hour break. That'll be time for the return of Thrones. It's the year of the throne. Can't wait for that. And there's going to be the hockey playoffs and the NBA and playoffs. And the hockey playoffs, which NBA playoffs brings us to 
the only exciting thing left of the regular season. There's three spot. There's one spot left in the East. Three teams that could do it. We got Charlotte, the Magic, and the Heat. Who, uh, who's getting this eight seed, guys? Sully, how mad are you going to be if Miami gets the spot? Yeah, <laughs> they're they're not. They have under a one percent chance. Sully, Sully is going so, to. What if both teams have to lose game. out and they have to win out? No. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The, the Hornets have to. They have to win, one I believe, and no, I know the Pistons just have to win one, and then it depends if the Hornets win. If the Hornets win both, and we win one, they're out. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's the it's the Pistons, the, the Pistons uh, and the Hornets. Yeah, and the Heat, not the, the Pistons the are losing to the Grizzlies. All the Pistons need to do is beat the Knicks tomorrow, and we're out. Well, you know. That ain't no easy task these days. <laughs> so I, I just hope they don't have the approach that they're going to try and win the game strategically. I want Wade to shoot 30 shots. 40 maybe. Yeah, I think. I feel like I Wade doesn't even want to go to the playoffs. He's like, I'm I'm good. This is it. I don't need no, it. No, I don't, I don't think so either. Yeah, I don't think. Because he said in the interview with Rachel Nichols, he said he, he said it would be. He said. That she said, if you're not in the playoffs, he was like, I'm not going to do what Kobe did, but he's like, it'd be cool to go for 40. So I'm not going to do what Kobe did, but it'd be like, cool yeah, I mean, That's not really realistic. 40. I mean, like, yeah. you can't really. So he's, I mean, take the over on Dwayne Wade points tomorrow. Yeah, I don't yes. know what it is, but take the I don't over. know what it is. It doesn't matter is the point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, it's going to be like 28 and a half. Yeah, and, he's gonna and I'm going to hammer it. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to, sure. he's going to, they may not go in, they may go in, but he's going to keep shooting. And the Sixers will probably be sitting some people. I need to meet someone who bet the under on Kobe's point total in his last game. <laughs> what, what they were thinking. Yeah, like I just need to hear that. And then so I can note that anyone I hear talking like this person, I need, I should stay away from. <laughs> Oh, that's yeah. You gotta be, you gotta be dumb to do that. I took the under last night. I really thought that was gonna be an under, and then that was gone with like twelve minutes to go in the second half. Under on Kobe's points last night was a good bet. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> oh man, yeah, but no. I mean, that's gonna be exciting to see who gets that. Um, I think it'll be the Pistons, though. I mean, I yeah. think the Pistons. Someone fucking tell Detroit that they need to rebuild. I've been t- somewhat. They need been needing to rebuild for five years. Cool, you got the eight seed. Milwaukee's gonna fucking slash you. They have. Yeah, Milwaukee's gonna sweep you. You're gonna be home in another week. Yeah. Like, what did you do? What was this for, dude? I, trade, I mean, they, trade Blake Griffin to Chicago for they, the fourth they keep pick. Trying to like do trades though. They've been doing trades for years. They used I know. To have, well, because no one, of, no one to wants to fucking Harris. live got, in Detroit. What? No one wants to live in Detroit. That's true. I know, but even they, they've had stars. I mean, they got they have Drummond, they have Blake, they have Tobias. They have good players. They just, it doesn't work. Yeah, the <laughs> last star that chose to come there was Josh Smith, and he was never a star again. Oh, yeah, when he left the Hawks? Yeah. I mean, it was a disaster in Detroit. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, they, they do need to rip it down, but they're caught right in the middle. Exactly. They're, they're, they're in the worst place. They're the last place you want to be. I would not trade anything to be in Detroit's position. It's kind of like the Heat are kind of the same, but, like, I mean, I think we have younger talent than them. Yeah, I mean, like, like, you don't, Detroit doesn't have a piece more attractive than Justice Winslow. I mean, we have, we have Richardson, 
and Bam also. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, there's some this. To me, you don't like obviously like Blake Griffin's the best player on either of those teams, but you have to turn Blake into something because you're certainly not going to build a contender in the ne- in his window, in the next three years. Yeah. No, it's not possible. And uh, Blake Griffin ain't re-signing in Detroit. He's, no, he's no going to close way. out his career. It's clear now the trend is to close out your career in a place where you want to set up your life beyond basketball. Um, LeBron's nice Yeah, LeBron did it. KD is and Kyrie are going to do it. Jimmy Butler and all these guys are probably going to do it in LA Jimmy or Brooklyn. Gonna go. Um Kawhi is clearly going to do it. Um it's just it, it's People are. That's the. That's the new trend. Um, I mean, would would you, would you rather live in Detroit, Milwaukee, or Toronto? Or would you rather live in Miami, New York, L.A.? Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's not a. It's not a difficult decision. Easy yeah. choice. Uh, I do think the one exception to that rule is Giannis. I don't think he's going anywhere. No, it, oh. it, it's. Yeah. And I want him to stay. I want him to be a buck for life. I want him to just. I, I don't know. I think. Teams like that and cities like that need players like that to kind of thrive. Because if you're not going to keep a guy like Giannis in house, if you can't keep you him, keep? who are you ever going to keep? Why is there a franchise there? You know? Yeah. Like the, no, if, I, if I you can't, can't I keep can't see him ever leaving. It, like Cleveland, move him to fucking Vegas. No one fucking wants to go to Cleveland. People in Cleveland don't even want to go to Cleveland. Dan Gilbert didn't even want to buy the Cavs. He wanted to buy the Pistons. And they fucking weren't selling, so he bought the Cavs as a backup. Your own owner didn't even <laughs> want you. Like the Pistons aren't much better. No, but you know he's a Detroit guy. From you know he's his business was there, so it's I just don't get it. Like we gotta we gotta have a real conversation about like you know you wanna you wanna talk about you can't like renew small market teams and everything like fucking move them or take teams out of the league. I don't know what to tell you. Like it's there's just going to be teams that are shitty. That's just how it works. Like New Orleans is an awesome place to live and team sucks. Yeah, team sucks like you know, like uh, I don't know. So you're th- saying they should move? No, I'm saying that you're saying like that's an example of a area that's It's an example of an area that is like fun to live would be a fun place to live and it still it can't like it can't get over the hump like it's more than just a sm- being a small market you know it's because of Katrina man no one wants to build a mansion in a below sea level location well put, it, put the motherfucker to. on stilts you know <laughs> yeah a 5,000 the only problem with that I think is, is yeah. on stilts. they're gonna normally but without you know big reconstruction of divisions you're gonna need to build a team you know in that area general area so to move Cleveland to Las Vegas, you would need to find another team in in that area. So wh- who would you propose realistically in the um, you know, yeah. what is that? The Central? Is it the North or what division is that? Cleveland? New New Orleans. Oh, you're saying Cleveland. New yeah. Orleans goes to the East. Oh, you're saying New Orleans goes East? Gotcha. Yeah, I mean they're already they're, it, New Orleans oh, yeah. is fucking East of Chicago. No, true. yeah, that's true, but like, I'm saying for the divisions. I mean, maybe you, maybe you realign uh, Washington. They're, they're or something. The, maybe they're you, in you put East Washington, 
You put Washington in, in the Cavs division. You put New Orleans in Washington's division. New Orleans is clearly much better a Southeast team than Washington. Oh, it is. Washington really isn't Central either. No, but they're closer to Cleveland than they are to fucking Miami. Yeah, yeah, I guess they're not really Southeast. I don't know. I'm just saying it. Uh, it's it, weird. It, divisions are so weird. We don't even look at divisions in basketball. Yeah, they're they're meaningless. It's all. I mean, yeah, it's like like the or the magic of the seven seed, and they won the division. Yeah. Wait, I have a. I just got an update. Dirk scored the Mavs' first ten points, and tonight could be his last home game. Wow. <laughs> Going for eighty. Dirk should have taken. Should have taken Dirk's over. Didn't realize that that was the case. Yeah, but, I would. I would have definitely taken that. Yeah, well, you know, you live and you learn. You wish you could, but you can't go back. But we can end this episode because I think that's all we have to talk about. It's been another great episode. We're already at like an hour, just about. We got so much next. I feel like next week and the week after will be no AB, no Rogers. Uh, What about Rogers? Bring bring it up, Sol. He apparently he had a broken leg last year that he played through, and people say he's not a team player. And he had 25 touchdowns and two interceptions, and he played with a sprained MCL and a broken leg, and all this McCarthy shit. The people are saying they hated each other, and Greg Jennings, and all this, and that he's basically arrogant, and McCarthy is the dumbest person in the world, and Hasselbeck's basically like, this isn't true. I know McCarthy. What do you think, Jones? With Rogers McCarthy, yeah, um, I don't. I'm I'm signed with Rogers. <laughs> I don't. I mean, uh, I'm signed Rogers too, but I don't think it was as I don't think it was as bad as people made it out to be. No, I think it's definitely being blown out of proportion. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I, Rogers is you know it was clear that McCarthy was not his time, not, was, up, his time was up. Yeah. Um, and not that he can't find another job. I'm sure he'll have another job next year. Um, but yeah, I think I think it was clear it was needed a a, a renewal. Um, I don't know. I would have I would have had Aaron Rodgers in the room for coaches' interviews because um, you only got you know a certain amount of time left with with that that player, and he should have more than one Super Bowl um, given the talent that he has. And a couple of years, it's been injuries. A couple of years, it's been the front office's fault for not putting a team around him. But, uh, you know, we'll see. Hopefully, this they had a really good offseason, the Packers. They should have a good draft. Um, they usually do. And uh, hopefully, they can make a, a final stand, a final push to have, you know, four or five more good teams around Rodgers before it's really start to see a, a decline in him. But, you know, he's injured so much. Who the fuck knows when that decline could come? Yeah. Yeah, and then AB's being a little uh, Twitter bitch. That's going to end so badly. It's going to end so badly. Like, there's not it. It's just, it's going to be bad. (laughs) He really didn't realize what he had. Yeah. He he got divorced, and he's realizing his ex is 100 times. He's going to realize his ex is 100 times better. I mean, mean, if he was double teamed in there, he's going to be triple teamed in Oakland. I mean, I mean, he may put up numbers. He probably will to a degree, but I mean, you go from Ben to Derek Carr, you go from Tomlin to Gruden, you go from, I mean, 
I mean, Pittsburgh, I guess, isn't that great, but Oakland, now we, eventually Vegas will be good, but um, I don't know what he's thinking. I, I, if he's if he's trying to compliment Juju, he's doing a good job of it. <laughs> that latest post, he's just, he maybe has lost his mind. He, he like if he if he, I mean, he, like he dyed his he dyed his mustache blonde. Yeah, he did that right before I think he got traded, right? Yeah, I mean he I think the screws were coming he, loose there. Yeah, if, <laughs> if he ends up in a psych ward, I will not be surprised because he is, he, like he, he he's crazier than Ocho Cinco at his craziest. Like he he's crazier than To. Like I don't know this guy. This guy needs medication. Like I don't. I hope Juju goes off. Yeah, Juju's going to have a great year. Yeah. 100 catches, 1,400 yards. all in on Juju. How about the dude like Antonio Brown sending or posting that DM that Juju sent him when he was like yeah. 18 or That's 19? What, like, what a fucking that was, loser. That was that was before he was even on the team when he was a, when he was a rookie at uh, USC. Yeah, what did like, the DM say? It was you just like that? it was just like a really comp- like hey um you know I'm Juju Smith Schuster I'm a wide receiver at U- USC really admire you really uh you know love following your game is there any like tips or you know advice you would give a young wide receiver on how to get to the next level you know something generic like that yeah. like it's- that's yeah that's what that's what he said he was very proper he's like I'm a receiver from University of South Carolina he's like any pointers in my game take me to the next level. And, like, apparently he saved this, and then a year later they draft him, and he pulls this out four years later. Ridiculous. Yeah. Really, petty, I mean, it just petty, petty doesn't even begin to describe uh, Antonio Brown. I mean, it's just, I don't know, no one knows it. Stephen A. Smith said he's friends with him. He likes him, but he's like, I, I can't defend him. What is he doing? Yeah, he's canceled. Antonio Brown. He is canceled. canceled. He's, he's canceled. He's but you brought up something real quick. Stephen A. is not canceled. What did he just get? Ten million a year. He's gonna get ten million a year. He's got uh, that. Ki- that story kind of got blown out of proportion because like someone leaked that that was like the number he was looking for, and that's like they're probably negotiating now. But he's he's got two more years left in his contract. Oh, I thought this was like he signed a new deal. No, yeah, it was. It's like the numbers that someone probably heard are being discussed. And you know he I, he's fucking worth it. The dude draws million, hundreds of millions of eyeballs a year, straight up. Um, whether you like him or hate him, the dude fucking is everywhere. He works all the time. He's never off. Um, and I think that's what ESPN values. And like I I got heated at Keenan Allen when Keenan Allen was calling him out. Oh, like, was, was no ridiculous. offense, like you don't like, dude. Don't throw <gasps> stones when you live in a glass house. What the fuck just happened? Breaking news, Magic Johnson says he's stepping down as Lakers president of basketball ops, as wow. reported by uh, the other bleacher. Oh, wow. Woj. Holy shit. Woj bomb. News. Woj bomb. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, man. I just what looked down mean? at my phone to see what time it was, and I was we like. We are staying on air, people. Yeah, oh, oh my God. God. Jeez. What does this mean for Luke Yeah, is Luke, what? LeBron just ruins everything. Headline, LeBron, you know how it's like local man ruins everything? No, this transplant from Cleveland came to L.A. and ruined everything. I guess Magic was, was uh, he was good to his word. He gave himself two years. Wow. And he was awful. Right, this was two years? Wow, yeah. oh, I forgot McMenamin. about that, yeah. 
Magic Johnson, David McMenamin tweeted, uh, Magic Johnson is conducting an impromptu press conference and just stepped down as Lakers president. Says he loves Jeannie Buss like a sister. Damn. Well, Jeannie Buss has been awful at her job. I all year people compliment her. She needs to do something, too, because I, this organization is a mess. I don't know who's going to take over, but she needs to hire someone good. Yeah, wow. Um, well, who, who could be a good replacement? I don't know. I'll give uh, you I'll give you one out of left field. I don't even know if this is realistic, but give me Avery Johnson. As a coach or a, a GM? Both. Give me both. Just give it to him. Give him GM, the reins. I wonder who you could, I mean... I don't. I don't know. I well, I know. I just like Avery oh, Johnson. Oh, you know who's gonna be the GM? David Griffin. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. LeBron. David Griffin. Le- yep. Fucking LeBron, bro. Fucking LeBron. Could he this turn it around? Mother fucking puppet master. He's really good. Griffin is good. Griffin, Griffin, Griffin is good. Is really good. Does right. he want that again with LeBron though? I don't know because I don't think Le- I don't th- I think Griff was one of the few people that was like LeBron, shut the fuck up. I got this. Like I I don't need your input. I, thanks for the two cents, but no thanks. You know, and I I think I think it kind of made LeBron respect him a little bit. But we'll yeah, but how I many mean, how many how many opportunities are gonna open up to him? Yeah, I mean that's you gotta. Whew. That's my pick. That's my official pick for for GM. God damn! That's, wow. That's, that's wow, a good one. What yeah, a way! I saw Tommy's face, and I'm like, yeah. "Did the fucking like yeah, world just blow up? Blow, what yeah. just happened?" <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that that was some breaking news. We've had a couple. We've had Odell. We had this. We had Kristaps. We had everything. We've had some breaking shit happen. We. We pick a good time to record, guys. Yeah. Tuesday nights at 8 is a great time to record. That tends to be when the news breaks. Yeah. God <laughs> damn, man. Wow. Oh. What a but time to be alive. What a time to be alive and what a place to end. That is actually going to be the end of it. Third time's the charm in trying to end it. I'm not looking at my phone. If anything else breaks right now, tough toenails. We got to get out of here. As always, follow us on all the social media. Bleacher fan, Bleacher Bookie. Oh, Bleacher Bookie. 18 and 6 last week. You heard that right, people. 18 and 6. That's a 75% winning percentage. Uh, in the Elite 8 and Final 4, we went 5 0 and 1. So, you know, you know where to put your money with this guy. We won't talk about what happened with the Natty. It wasn't great. It wasn't a great night. We really hammered Texas Tech. Um, but yeah, follow all the accounts, and we will be back with another good episode next week. We will see you then.